Yo. Ooh. What up? Hello. What's good? This is Ergo. It is Ergo. I'm Kiss. I'm Damon. And what we do here is showcase the folks reshaping the culture of our city for the more equitable and creative, and in this case, just fantastic and fly and loving and wonderful. Yeah, we have a super homie, big homie, overlaps, phenomenal person who brings me great joy and I admire very, very much. We got Krista Franklin in the building today. She is an educator, a visual artist, an Afrofuturist, a space maker, well-known hermit, and (laughs) many, many other things. She's worked with every art institution and teaching group in the city and has a a squad of young people who look up to her and who she's helped shape. So we were really, really lucky to get a chance to chop it up with Christopher for for a while. Yep, yep. So I hope you enjoy this one. I surely did. Christopher Franklin on Ergo. Let's get into it. We have a very, very special guest in the building with us today. She is a visual artist and educator and thinker and curator, s- space maker, poet, and educator, imaginer. <laughs> Krista Franklin's here. Bro, bro, bro. Hi, hi, guys. What's up? What's up? What's up? Thanks for inviting me. Of course. For, I, I am. I am. There is a, a feeling of reverence and excitement oh. that I have. So I'm very appreciative and humbled that you are here with us right now. You guys are going to make me cry. Go ahead. Very emotional. Go ahead. Yeah. That's... I already cried today. Okay. Nice. All right. Yeah, very emotional. Well, we you got out of the there. way early. That was smooth. Yeah. We, we can I'm get back in it if, if, if you need, if you oh, need another cry. Again, you know? We are here for it. I'm just feeling very lucky these days. That's... Very lucky. Okay. Well, that actually leads into, we have a tradition. We like to start every episode with a two-part question. Okay. In this time, defined time, however you, you so please, mm-hmm. um, how is the world treating you and how are you treating the world? What a great question. Um, the world is treating me very lovely right now. The world is treating me with a lot of generosity and kindness and appreciation, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I feel recognized, mm-hmm. you know, in a way I think that I did not before for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of that could be, you know, what you were saying, Daniel, you know, about me being kind of like a hermit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so when you're in like your own little world, you don't really recognize that people even see you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're literally not Because yeah, you're not interacting with it. You're like, what? There are people here? It's like, how happening? could you, were you looking through my window? Like, right, what, well, how, how did, did you, you know that I was me? doing that? How? So I feel really um, supported. Mm. And um, honored, you know, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So I feel good. Mm-hmm. How am I treating the world? Um, trying to treat the world better. You know, trying to be more mindful, mm-hmm. you know, of the way that I engage with people, especially people that I love, you mm-hmm. know. Um, because I think there's a part, you know, there's a part of all of us that people see in public. And then mm-hmm. there's a part of us that people don't see, only mm-hmm. people that are, see us in the privacy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I'm trying to put that more in alignment, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. there is a dark side to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there is the Vader, you know, inside <laughs> me. <clears throat> and I think the people that see that the most are the people that are closest to me. Mm-hmm. Huh. So I'm trying to be, in terms of the world, um, that's the world that I'm kind of trying to think more about yeah. is my private world mm-hmm. and making sure that that's um, nurtured and tended to and um, respect it um, hmm. in the way that it needs to be. Yeah. I lo- So in the way you just described that, and again, as much or as little as you want to share, yeah. but um, what does your personal Vader look yeah. like? Yeah. <laughs> My Vader is really um, kind of mean. Like, I, 
because I'm a Cancerian, I'm a Cancer, so <laughs> I, I I live in the emotional space, <clears throat> and because of that. You know, I think a lot of people that are cancers can say this. People will walk up to you and tell you their deepest secrets. Mm. It's um, a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But because people are very revealing um, and cancers don't really, we have a good way of like pretending that we're telling people things about us, but we're really not. Yeah. And so we have more information on other people than they have about us. Mm. So how that can play out in the Vader aspect is that if I know your Achilles heel mm. and you say something slick to me, just I'm a little, go, just a little step I'm on the hill. straight into your throat. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, hmm. out of a reflex, you know, of like, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. But mm. it's the the level of the balance of that hurt is not yeah. the same. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot, both <clears throat> like in the job we do and as artists in general, yeah. how people who are the creators get to set the terms of their vulnerability. Yes. And then people meet them where they're at and might be vulnerable back. But... They st- the person who made the thing still gets to control the terms of it. For mm-hmm. sure. That's and, interesting. And there's there's a place of and power that comes sincere, with that. And doesn't have to be sincere, right? If right. You're, if you're a good performer. Right. You can, I mean, this is this is the world of performance and a lot of, whether it's poetry or whatever, but um, the ability to maintain, like, this is how our vulner- my vulnerability is going to live. These are the parts that I'm going to share. These are the parts I'm going to hold back while not necessarily giving the person that you're talking to the same agency yes. to shape that is a it's a very at least for me like tempting power thing oh it is you know because i know i know how to perform a certain thing so for yes. you how do you um that's emotional manipulation right i agree that's what it is mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know what i mean <laughs> and can talk about in, the in some ways side. that's a, a big part of art oh yeah. absolutely yeah, i mean right. it's completely in this the movie made realm. me cry right. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you right like or this song broke me down you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like it's yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> like, did I give consent because I put the movie on? Right, mm-hmm. you know? right, right, right. So beyond the the art piece, let's <laughs> let's stay with the personal mm-hmm. of it. Um, when you say you're trying to kind of manage that yes. a little differently, how are you thinking about it these days? Yeah, by trying to, we talked about a little bit about it earlier, by like mastering my thinking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and trying to be, to feel more um, secure. You know, and trusting, yeah. you know, not to think that everybody is trying to hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that a lot of us move through the world in anticipation of being wounded. Mm-hmm. And it makes us be knee-jerk in our responses to people that, you know, we're like envisioning people around us trying to hurt us. And it's mm-hmm. like, mm, that's not what I was really trying to do, but... Yeah. Here you are, you know, with your sword out. You know what I'm saying, you know? So I'm just trying to just be more quiet, thoughtful, listen more, not come from a space of, like, defensiveness mm-hmm. or, like, somebody's after me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. so you're talking about, like, the uh, a defensive response and reaction patterns that you know sounds like you, it can be vindictive for sure at times. it is vindictive. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to give it's you like, a, i'm gonna yeah, get yeah, you yeah. before you get me yeah and so you know, I mean? you know you're 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 naming it with such poise and often our reactions are invisible to us mm-hmm. and so what was the process of you even if it's not something you've completely shedded or overcame but you're you're, yeah. you're working through it and you, yes. you, you realize it what was the process um of seeing it 
and naming yeah. it to be able to 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 have some healthy understanding of, mm. of where you need to go. I'm not sure if I have an example of anything like that, really. I think it might have just been... Most I, people do shit I like that to, don't know that they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, but most people aren't self-reflective. Right. Right. You know, That's most the people do not self-reflect. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, you have to reflect on yourself. And I think that a lot of us would like to believe... Everybody wants to believe that they're a good person, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Everybody yeah. wants to walk around with this thought in our head that we're wonderful and that we're good people and that mm-hmm. we don't really try to hurt people, but that's not true, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think um, part of the process for me was to be like, to see the monster in myself mm-hmm. and to be like, oh, okay, hey, hey, mm-hmm. girl, mm-hmm. you know, you just over there just like in the corner waiting to, you know, hurt somebody, including yourself. Um, let's talk it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out what's going on here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so for me, it was a process of kind of just like looking at my behavior and looking at the way people may have been affected, you know? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I also tend to, because I, you know, I tend to be able to look into people's eyes sometimes and see, you could also, if you people that you love, you could look into their eyes and see if they're hurt, <clears throat> even when they're pretending not to be hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you could figure out very quickly that what you said was out of pocket. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you could go back and rectify that. Mm-hmm. It's to also, a degree. Yeah, to a degree. Yeah, exactly. To, you, the other person's a point to that. that. Yeah. yeah. You can't keep doing it. You know what I right. mean? And be like, I'm sorry, that's abusive. Yeah. It's interesting you named it as a monster, though, because I'm thinking about like a lot of the time, and I don't know if this is true for you, but I know for me and for some of the people who I'm closest to, the impulses that are hurtful, mm-hmm. like they were there because they were useful at a certain time. Oh, for sure. Right? Like we don't, some of it is inherited. Some yes. of it is just patterns of behavior that we pick up from family or people around us. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is like. Or our inner Dutch. Our inner Dutch. <laughs> our yeah, inner we have Dutch. to explain what we'll that is. We'll get to it. We'll get yeah. to it. A little, little pre-show exactly. inside joke. <laughs> but most of the time, there are these things that, because of the circumstances of our lives, we built these like calluses or yeah. reflexes yes. to protect ourselves. That's right. And they might be obsolete now. Yes. Like we might not need them in the They're same outmoded, way. They're outmoded. But we spent so much energy building them and making them the default as mm-hmm. a protective thing. That it's a whole nother process to then undo like, it, work that off, and like not demonize that reflex or yourself for having it. Be like, yes. I know this was useful. Yes, it's not helpful right now. Yes, but like this was in me for a reason. Yeah, you know. Can I go back then? I'm gonna t- let me talk a little bit about monsters because I think that's something that interests me. When I say monster, I definitely you know we're thinking of it in the traditional sense. You know what I'm saying? You know, a thing, a person, an entity. You know, that's destructive. You know what I mean? But I have a lot of sympathy for monsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when I say the monster even in me, who I encounter probably daily, um, I would say that I have a little compassion for her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even though she's sitting up there real rude and mad and sullen and, you know, trying to stab everybody, you know what I'm saying, around her because she feels like somebody's trying to attack her, I have compassion in my heart because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you wounded. Right. Somebody did something to you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now you can't even function anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't even relate to people on a natural level because you've been so dang on deeply wounded. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, like, even if you think about, like, um, I've been watching Punisher. Okay. I love Punisher. Mm-hmm. I love Punisher. You know, or, like, Daredevil, or, like, you know, all of these kind of, you know, Marvel-esque or 
fairy tale monsters, even fairy tale monsters. You know what I mean? Like there's a backstory. Yeah. Think about Maleficent. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like there's a backstory to why she was, you know, doing spells on people and fucking people up. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? You know, like she was hurt. You know what I mean? Somebody betrayed her. Yeah, she was you know? super hurt. She was super hurt. <laughs> she was assaulted. Yeah, you know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. She was deceived and assaulted. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, like when you when you think about that. Right, then yeah. you can have compassion and you could be like, oh, the monster isn't necessarily, it's like a shadow. It's like yeah. your shadow side, you know? And the most compelling villains in stories are always people who think they're the hero. For sure. You know, Daredevil being an example, I think about the first season of that. Uh, what, with, Kingpin? Yeah. So yeah, cold. Like, he I is love his so character. sure he's the good guy. So sure. And th- so that leads to something that I was thinking about earlier when you were talking about some of this was the uh, this podcast that I heard with a comic who was like, I just believe that like I'm going to be successful because like I believe that the good guy wins. Mm. And the, the host was like, how are you so sure you're the good guy? <laughs> like, are you sure you're the good guy? <laughs> but everyone kind of thinks they're like everybody the, the, the hero that about this, this you know, and that's right. some of that is myth. So let's move it into the, into the craft. I'm curious, how do you think about these kind of like myths or you know, the the stories that we all oh, are yeah, immersed in. Yeah, the narratives in. that yeah. we're immersed in. Yeah, how, how do you process those and work through them and use them and borrow and yeah. discard? You know, this morning I was thinking about Greek uh, myths, mm-hmm. you know. Even when I was a kid, I was always really fascinated by Greek myths and mythologies, you mm-hmm. know. And like these supernatural beings, oracles, um intervention of the gods, you know, manipulation of the gods on humans' lives, right? And then, of course, I grew up in the Pentecostal church, which everybody knows. So it's like there was a whole lot of stuff happening. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That was unexplainable. (laughs) (laughs) For those who who don't know, what do you mean by that? Um, Speaking in tongues, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. falling out in the spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, being slain, quote-unquote, by the spirit. Um, You know, people being kind of like overtaken, you know, um, by forces unseen. At any given moment, yeah. you know, usually brought about by music, mm-hmm. some kind of musical trigger, mm-hmm. you know, um, sonic yeah. trigger that like sends you into like some kind of state of euphoria or ecstasy um, or blacks you out altogether, amnesia, you know, fainting. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, there was always like that element around me, you know, mm-hmm. the idea of that some there are unseen forces that have control over certain situations. And did you buy that as a kid? Or oh, yeah, I was. I still, I still buy it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah to a different degrees now. And in a different way. But yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we have much more agency than people. Like, I think that sometimes in religion, the idea of agency is lost. You know mm. what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. the devil made me do it. It's like, no. <laughs> no, dear, you did that. Yeah. <laughs> the devil, a, the devil made a suggestion. He, he might have said something to you that tapped into something that was already in you. He might have texted you. He might have texted you. Offered said, a ride. And but you said, got girl, do you know how to do? And you say, yeah, I do. Let's go. You know what I mean? You, but you gave But you money. did it. You know what I mean? So I think, um, to that money. degree, right, there's yeah. always that element. Um, I think with the craft, how it shows up is that narrative is a huge part of my work. You know, I'm always thinking about those specific things as well as other things, you know. And so, like, there may be, like, a series of work that I'm developing that I was working on, like, in 2013, 14, where I was playing with the idea of making myth, right? Hmm. Um, The 2013 narratives of Naima Brown, right? Which ended up being, um, it still circulates, but a multifaceted 
art project that dealt with me writing and creating this shapeshifter myth, right? Hmm. And then creating art that reflected that story, you know? Um, handmade paper pieces infused with hair, you know, magical different um, talismans inside of the paper, you know, just really thinking about the idea of magic, tangibility of like materiality of magic, materiality of shedding, hmm. you know, the materiality of like transformation, how does yeah. one transform themselves? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that, like ultimately the story of Naima Brown on the surface is the story of a young woman who's a black young woman who realizes that she has the power to transform her body into anything like mystique. Mm-hmm. Right? She's like the black mystique, you know, but she realizes that she has this power when she's a teen, becomes a teenager. Right. Mm-hmm. So then we also have like, you know, puberty yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. being like this kind of really magnificent space in your life where you're part I always say part animal, part human. Yeah, talking <laughs> about I think monsters. Children are, are, yeah. are kind of animals, you know. <laughs> and I love that about I love that about them. Their freedom, right? Um, Says so, the teacher. <laughs> yeah, I love that about them. That they're just like open, mm. you know, to any possibility. You know, they're mm-hmm. I'm a crawl. Okay, well, cool. You crawling now? <laughs> you sure you don't want to walk? You don't want to? You know? So like, <laughs> there's this, this kind of open space of like between the liminality. You Mm -hmm. know, between um, adulthood and childhood. And so puberty is like this ripe location, Mm -hmm. right? So in that, I kind of utilize that idea throughout the story and also throughout the work. You know what I mean? Um, But it's like, it's about transformation. Mm -hmm. You know? Like most myths or parables or big stories like that are about, it's the moral, right? Quote, unquote, the moral of the story. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's like, what is the theme? Right. What are the themes? Yeah, it's not about the outcome. It's about Uh-oh. like what's the what are, what are we bringing in that is true? Yeah, and then that's like how myth has like been used forever. This I'm glad we we can put our Joseph Campbell hats back on. <laughs> I always bring this up, but like that's and there's limitations to him and his understanding of myth too. But like, mm. uh, none of these stories were thought to be factual, but they were thought to be true. Right. It's like what are the strands that uh, that ring true with us? And you know, the thing about like the Greek gods, like. They were omnipotent. They also got jealous. Oh, and, yeah. Like, cheated on each they other were and argued. Oh, ridiculous. It's like, it's talk like, about monsters. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> but know, they were gods. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they were also gods, like, on that island over there. Like, they weren't totally. far away. Like, <laughs> right. there's the island that Dionysus lived on. Exactly. And, like, people go on vacation there now. I have been looking at I Airbnbs also in Greece. It sounds I pretty love cool. Dionysus. That's one of my favorite gods, man. School us on, on a little Dionysus if you can remember. I can't remember the full details. I mean, I don't. I only remember like little flashes of stuff. Is Dionysus too. the god of wine? God of wine, sex, yes, fertility, Party. and madness. Yes, all which which is all connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. all so, connected. That's a pretty good god. Oh yeah, <laughs> love him. Love him. As far as gods go, love him. Yeah, I'll yeah. take that guy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that guy. yeah. I've been revisiting True Blood. This mm-hmm. is tangential. Yeah, yeah. Side thing. Go ahead. Been re- I've been revisiting True Blood. Did you watch the, the show? Game? The vampire. <laughs> the show. into it. The vampire. Because it. HBO, vampire show. White vampireism. Southern. It, it was southern a time vampirism. where it came out. I'm sure if it came out earlier or later, I you wouldn't might have been as averse. Sure. I feel like The Wire just went off. I'm like, y'all don't come from Baltimore from that to, to this. The, sure. This. So I, 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 I should take a dive now that some time has passed. Mm, I mean. Uh, okay. You then can. I won't. I won't. Nope. 
I would say the first season. <laughs> I was trying to be I open. the first season is very good. You know okay. what I'm saying? But I also read the books too. I was really like into uh, that whole that whole myth. I might have watched whole... like season four or something. Uh-uh. That's that's when it starts getting real. Yeah. What's pulling you back? What pulled you back <laughs> into it? Dionysus. So. Mm. Season two, the end of season one, beginning of season two, deals with a Maynad, right? And a Maynad, you know, is a follower of Dionysus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maynad would be like, um, they're women, you know, they're always, always women, and they're kind of mad. They're they're wild. They're like mm-hmm. out of their minds, like constantly drunk, constantly high, constantly interested in having, like they're very carnal, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And the extremity of their carnality makes them crazy Hmm. and so just kind of exploring that idea right like i didn't know about maynads and their connection to dionysus but they followed they're followers of dionysus Hmm. you know they basically accompany him you know Hmm. they're like acolytes which seems like some it just sounds like a dude wrote that for sure (laughs) i do definitely wrote that (laughs) you know what i mean i do most certainly wrote that you You know know what i mean but at the same time i do think that there's something Elementally important <laughs> about understanding the nature of what we think of as the divine masculine and the divine feminine mm-hmm. and when those things are out of balance, what that looks like. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we all have within us the yeah. masculine and the feminine. Of course. You know, so I think a lot of times when we see really um, averse and detrimental and deleterious masculinity, it's because the femininity has been suppressed. Right. Mm-hmm. To the degree where they can't even have any kind of understanding of, like, compassion and Mm -hmm. love. Like, things that we consider to be, quote-unquote, feminine, Mm -hmm. right? Those traits that we have forever been, like, attached to women, Mm -hmm. the woman body. Well, Mm -hmm. we were just talking, and a lot of it just comes down to intimacy, physical intimacy. And that's not even inherently sexual or anything. Like, when we had Hoda on here, we were talking about, uh, like, the ways that men show affection because of that very clear line becomes so violent. So like the idea that if I wanted to show affection to Damon, I would like give him a like a yes. playful punch in the yes. arm. Yes. It's like I am simulating beating you up is my way of showing that I, that I like you. you. You know? Exactly. It is now allowed to touch. But like yes. the difference between, like the if way. I just like put my hand, which I'm currently doing in the studio, like, get, right. get off me, man. Get off me. <laughs> right. And so, right. you know, that's it's, you know, on those micro level or eye contact or yes. like posturing and the physicality of yes. it. Um how do you think about that? Balance. Forget about it in the work. We can. Yeah. You're, you're you're too interesting to just talk about your work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the work is all for the life. Be, you know what I mean? So it's like it's all connected. But when mm-hmm. you say those things, you know, an understanding a balance of those. Yeah. What does that mean for you? Yeah. I mean, just being very sensitive to the fact that you have all those elements yeah. inside of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That you. I often think about that with men so much. Really, um, how often men are imprisoned. In their own bodies, mm-hmm. you know, and how the world, even even and especially women, <laughs> um, reinforce that mm-hmm. prison. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Through our the ways that we relate to you or mm-hmm. the ways that we speak to you or the expectations that we have from you, what you're supposed to perform for us. Yeah. You know, we are um, complicit mm-hmm. in making sure that you all stay in that prison. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. whether that be subconscious or conscious. We are active participants in hmm. reinforcing you to not cry. You know, right. how many mothers, you know, say, stop crying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, if you don't stop crying, mm-hmm. 
You know, why, though? I mean, mm-hmm. the child is hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, if you got smacked in your head, you would be crying, too, because yeah. it hurts. Right. Well, you <laughs> just you can't really put together a sentence yet, and right. you're frustrated. And, <laughs> and you're frustrated, right? And, 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 yeah, I just feel like it's, you know, we have a responsibility, I guess, <clears throat> again, coming back to the self-mastery, right, to kind of recognize in yourself, like, where are you suppressing hmm. these different parts of yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, my orientation... As a child, and I talk about this and write about this a lot, my cousins, who were boys, there were two of them born before me, and they represented everything magical and wonderful in the world to me as a Mm. child. Like, they were, like, when they came around, I could not have been more pleased with life. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And they were very... In the traditional sense, typical boys, mm-hmm. you know, what we would mm-hmm. consider to be typical boys, you know, wild, you know, jumping up and down, you know, just crazy, punching each <laughs> yeah. other, you know what I'm saying? Like, just really free <laughs> and kind of feral. Yeah. And I loved it, you mm-hmm. know, and I wanted to be like them. But they also have been conditioned by the women in my family to hold me in high esteem mm-hmm. and to recognize me as being separate from them and that whatever they were allowed to do, Chrissy was not allowed to do. So as a result Mm. of that, you couldn't engage in the way you wanted to Yes, and it made me angry. And so a lot of times in my life, I kind of operated out of that sense of like, I'm going to tap into my divine masculine and do whatever the hell I want. And to me, in my imagination, that meant to do literally whatever (laughs) you wanted to do. Do you know what I'm saying? And nobody's going to stop you. You know Even what I mean? Even if those things are harmful. Totally, if yeah. they're harmful yeah. to yourself or others. You yeah, know what I, I mean? I'm thinking about, you know, this 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 thing we've pulled out about monsters. Uh-huh. And, you know, the, the way you describe it, that, you know, there are monsters in all of us. Uh-huh. And, I, and I hear you also talking about the necessary sympathy and compassions we need to have for our monsters in yes. the world. Um, which is like, but don't feed them. Like, don't you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, still have sympathy for them, but recognize like you, you on one. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. have to check it. You know? Right, but yeah, right, right. I'm sorry. But, no, no, no. That's that's important. <laughs> that's important. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, and I, I think there's a real new. I feel like this is the second or third time. I know definitely at the the book release for a Long Walk Home, there was there, there's a way you talk about the sympathy and yes. the, the compassion. Yes. you have particularly for for men in this conundrum of violence that we're living in, especially black men, Mm -hmm. um, that is somewhat like, not counter, but a separate stream from like the very important, but also very contentious conversation we're having around gender relationships, around violence, around race and black. And and I, I just wonder like, is there, do you feel like you are in a different space or have a different look at how we are talking about how monstrous? Yeah. This world has been that we yeah. now are like finding the tongue for. I do. Where, where, where do you see yourself in that? I'm not it sure feels, yet. It's very. It feels it, fine. It is. Head. It's very fine. Yeah. And it's also. Ooh-wee. I mean, yeah. I think I want to say, first of all, I think that age has a lot mm-hmm. to do with things and what you've seen and experienced, right? Which can be both bad and good. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because then you could be like, 
Oh God, like y'all crying about that. We was getting, you know, blah, 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 a million dang on times. We still alive. You know, that's mm-hmm. yeah. that and that's good. That black folks are good for that shit. <laughs> Especially. <laughs> what, you, what you crying for? <laughs> you broke? You ain't never been broke? I've been broke 25,000 times. You know, black folks is good for that. <laughs> you gonna be all right. Get up. <laughs> you fine. You know. I'm sorry that happened. You good. But as a point of survival, right? As a like, point yeah. of survival Again, to keep we going. Saying, yeah. To not feel like to a keep going. Yeah. You know, so I have to be very careful in terms of especially in my engagements with young people because we are at a space in the world right now internationally and nationally globally you know where these things are being called out there is definitely an upheaval of the patriarchy Mm -hmm. happening right now Mm -hmm. it is happening you Mm -hmm. know and it's happening everywhere yeah Hmm. um so things are being called into question that were seen to be normal for a very long time right and so people are going to be very uncomfortable because they're like well We've been doing this like this for 2,000 years, sirs and ma'ams. Oh, now I can't even call you sir and ma'am? I got to call you them and they? Like, it's a lot. You, 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 give me a minute. I got to catch up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. um, y'all are restructuring the world. I tell my students that all the time. I'm like, y'all are di- literally in the process of restructuring the whole effing world. Right. And y'all are like, hurry up. And I'm like, could you give us a minute? <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, I know that y'all want to call out every infraction that has ever happened in the history of time, and that's good. But at the same time, how do we deal with these kinds of infractions and open them up for healing and transformation? Right. I'm all about, you know, there's there's a there's a rebel inside of me for sure. So I'm like, burn it down. You know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? But then I'm also like, well, then when we burn it all down, what we got? Yeah. And How also are we going to build from that? And also, what is it? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, not, okay, you don't want you know? this world, but what's the world that you do want? Yeah. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're clear on that. Yes, this is all awful. Needs to be abolished. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No question about it. You know? But what what is the next... How do we envision the next world? What does the next world look like? Mm-hmm. Because if you burn it down, then you where you going to go? You don't burn down the grocery store. <laughs> Your mama says she's trying to make some stew. Right. Where you going to go? Well, I got a she cow. Said, she going to go outside. She said, go get me some food. Where? <laughs> you done burned it down. You and your mm-hmm. friends was outside. Y'all said, F the police. And y'all burned it all down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool. Mm-hmm. But then now your mama needs some food. Right. Your little sister's hungry. She needs some milk. You know what I'm saying? Your baby hungry. Baby need diapers. There ain't no place to buy diapers now. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You done burned it down. Mm-hmm. That's the next day. You know, the first day is exhilarating, right? It's the main ad. We don't coming in here. We doing all the things. Right. <laughs> we're going to drink. We're going to party. We're going to burn it. We're going to do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's hedonism. And then we get the next day, we like, oh, well, we still got to live our life. So I'm just, you know, I'm trying to figure out right now for myself how to hold space for, because we're in flux. We're in, a, we're in a liminal space right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to be adaptable to that and to listen mm-hmm. and to not be on my agenda mm-hmm. and on the agendas that have been imprinted in my mind that I need to follow. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. It is hard. It's and really difficult. It's also hard because it's tough to know whether what you're doing is encouraging people to be, and not you in particular, yeah, but yeah. I find this for myself also, yeah. encouraging people to be open to the idea that they don't know yes. everything yes. while still... Like to to know, am I encouraging them to be open minded or am I just being closed minded? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I know every day and every year I'm less certain of the things I know and I yeah. think that's a great thing. Yes. And I know at twenty two I was a lot more certain. Oh, and I feel yeah. so old even saying it, but like I 
that is the process that I feel like I'm on. So, and I think that that's, especially as we're reconfiguring, yes. people should know that they don't know the answers to everything. That's right. Uh, and it's an unreasonable burden to put on people to say, hey, restructure this whole world. You say you have all the answers, just go for it. But at the same time, how do you encourage that while um, mm. not just saying, hey, we'll cool it a little bit, you know? Right. So I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. I don't it, either. Yeah. I don't have an answer How do you for think either. about it as an educator? Like, what do you do in a classroom? Oh, I just, I, I'm very honest. I mean, anybody that's been in the classroom with me knows that I say, I don't, I don't know anything. I have, yeah. I'm gonna sit up here and try to I'm tell you. I'm just available right now. I'm gonna try to tell. <laughs> right. I'm gonna try to share with y'all some tools that have been given to me. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I'm gonna give you a few tools that people have been gracious enough to share with me, or that I've learned on my own, right at the mm-hmm. library, mm-hmm. or like, you know, I'm gonna share some things with you, but I don't have the answers. Yeah. And I'll try to help you figure out the answer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Yeah. And I'm okay with not knowing. Yeah. You know, I'm not one of those people that has to be like, I'm going to be careful with that because people that are close to me might be like, girl, you know you love the, <laughs> the expert on everything. Well, we're not having, we're, we don't have them on. You yeah. get to define who yeah. you are today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I try not to be in that space, especially mm. in my classrooms mm. where I know everything. Yeah. You know, because, and I tell my students too, I'm going to learn far more from you than you learn from me in this 15 weeks that we're going to be together. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want you to know that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really masquerading as a teacher, mm-hmm. but I'm actually the student. Mm-hmm. You know, you all are instructing me on how I'm supposed to be living life because, you know, the children are the future. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, for all intents and purposes, I'm the past. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm the present and the past, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, like, even hearing y'all talk about, you know, how old you were when mm-hmm. tribe, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, when you got exposed to tribe, and I'm just like, wow, that was 2000 and what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was literally interviewing these people. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was like a like not a full grown person, but I was getting contemporary. I was, yeah, I was yeah. like in my body. You know what I mean? Um, my adult body. Uh-huh. You know when these things happen. So I have a lot of history. You know, even yeah. though I don't like walk around like I know everything. Like mm-hmm. oh, I'm the adult here in the room. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I don't like that. Because I don't like people do that to me when I was a teenager. Right. Yeah. I, I, I want to, for listeners who may not be familiar with you, want to pull out some of that work or that history. But I want to stay with this, like, not knowing yeah. for a second. Yeah, let's. Um, because that is the, you know, I think that is a, a, a consistent trope of folks who have found wisdom. It's yes. like that humility of understanding that all knowledge comes from ignorance. Yes. And therefore and making that, mistakes. And so therefore there is a value in like having a healthy approach to the unknown. But outside of just the knowledge of yourself, mm-hmm. is there one part of the world that is like hard to let go of? Like, no, I know what I'm talking about here. Is there oh, like one huh. still one last frontier where like your friends who would call you the expert? Yeah. Is I like, mean, there's probably many. Yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> where probably are you still a in lot. The what are you a self-identified expert on? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. What am I a self-identified expert on? I think men. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's only I would only say that though because of that, that I'm like, I have no idea who y'all are. You know what I'm saying? So I bank, like, I bank certain. on it. You know what I'm saying? I bank on anything happening. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people are like, well, why did it happen? I'm like, because they a man. <laughs> why Let's did you think it happen? <laughs> That's what they like. <laughs> That's what they like to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, what did you think was going to happen? Just when you, went, you know what I'm saying? Like, toes, yeah. Right. You know, I think that that probably is one thing I would say. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> it is 
funny. It's funny to like to even articulate it. But yeah, I would say that um, outside of that, though, on myself mm-hmm. and the unpredictability of myself mm-hmm. and the fact I'm, I'm most certain that I don't know anything. Yeah. That is what I am most certain of, that mm-hmm. things shift and change every day, that the children are reworking the world. Right, that you y'all are just like literally reshaping the whole universe. I think it's amazing, and even when it makes me uncomfortable, hmm. you know, I'm like so excited that y'all are involved in this work and that you care enough about the world to even put that work in. Yeah, you know. So I think if there's certainty, anything of certainty that I know is that I know nothing, mm-hmm. um, and that I am available to learn. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I pontificate about anything. Yeah. Well, those two things are we. If there's one thing that I know, it's that the pontificator yeah, and the person who know things. You don't know. No. <laughs> no. And that also comes back to us being artists, though, too, right? Because yeah, yeah, artists yeah. always have an opinion about something, mm-hmm. right? And want to express that. There's a big difference mm-hmm. between having opinion about something and knowing something. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I do know, and look at this segue, is that you can make some raw ass work. Thank you. Um, and so. When I think about, you know, some of the conversation that you were framing around abolition and reimagining, yeah. and we use the word reimagine like 12 times an yeah. episode, but you have created a space in your work that is actively recombining and reimagining and yes. reshaping. And, and uh, you know, the medium of collage yeah. is such an interesting one for that because for sure. it's not something from nothing. It's something from something in a completely it's different way. something from everything. Exactly. Mm, yeah. Mm. What first brought you to that medium? Was it trying mm. to find a space to move around and reshift and reshape? And what keeps you coming back to that medium? Uh-huh. I came to collage because I, I was obsessed with drawing and mm-hmm. I could not master rendering <laughs> things that looked realist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't able to always make things look real. Yeah. I went to magazines as a default because <clears throat> I wanted to make something look real. So if I couldn't draw a hand, I could cut a hand out of a magazine and paste it on where I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so it was really out of that really like low-level fundamental kind of thing, right, of me wanting to make an image that looked real. And so from there... You know, you start to ask yourself as a collage artist, what's real, what's not real? If that hand is photoshopped and airbrushed and all exactly. that. Exactly. Or like, even if this hand is like unattached from the body, detached from the body and put on something else, like, then it becomes something else. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I tend to be a bit of a polymath, so I like a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's a space where I can, with pleasure and joy, kind of bring all those things in. There's room you know, for it. For all of it. Yeah. You know, all of the ideas I have, you know, tumbling around in my little weird brain. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I can use all of these different things, these fragments of things to make something new, <laughs> to come up with a new idea, or to really engage a number of ideas in one space. <laughs> You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you're literally putting them next to each other. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm putting, putting, I'm juxtaposing them. I'm putting them next to each other. I'm, I'm allowing them to share the same space with each other to see how they get along. Yeah. Do you explicitly, or what is the relationship you see to that work to hip hop? Because just hearing you describe oh, yeah. it, it just sounds like oh, it's completely. Oh, it's, I, it's totally. Connected. I need a horn. I don't know how to play a horn. I'm about to go sample this horn. Right. It's right. totally it like connected to hip hop, yeah, yeah, Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally is. Like there's. I would be ridiculous to say that it wasn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially as a child who grew up 
in the era of hip hop and mm-hmm. was so influenced by everything the mm-hmm. video culture, mm-hmm. you know, the sound, you know, the sampling. You know, I would often like even reading liner notes, I'll be like, well, where, what, where did that come from? Yeah. That sound. Yeah. Like I would I would read the liner notes to see like who was the writer of that sound, what is that song? I would go and find it, the mm-hmm. original. All mm-hmm. my favorite people read liner notes. Yeah, you have to. You're supposed yeah, to. That's yeah. why I'm so sad about album culture going right. away yeah. and the digital because you and don't get Yeah, you don't they, get the stuff anymore. They started adding it now on the newest version of Spotify. It's up to the artist. They don't ha- it doesn't like come by default. Right. But if you go in the like the little ellipses next to the song, yes. scroll down, there's a thing for song credits and the artist can put it all. I was like I literally I never tweet out of frustration and I tweeted out of frustration this exact thing. Like wow. what happened to the credits? And someone tweeted me back like You can still a, you see can find them. it. Yeah. Which I think is actually a huge thing in terms of like musical ownership and who are yeah. the people involved, um, because just so rarely do we have a sense of with any art like all the people involved in the steps totally. to make it come to fruition. You know, because even when I hear like music that y'all produce that y'all make, right? Like friends of mine, the people that I know, young people mm. that I'm like, who made yeah. this beat? Like yeah. this beat is so sick. Who did this? Yeah. How did they do? It's this? still magical to me. It's magic. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so I feel like that's. And it's also a way of honoring. Like, to me, you know, people, that's always been a big debate, right, with sampling. Like, it's yeah. stealing, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 right? And it could be both. And it, it's both. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, of that. Yeah. It is stealing. Mm-hmm. And it's also honoring. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, when people talk about my collage, how do you feel about appropriating other people? I'm like, I am stealing their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I'm also hopefully honoring whatever gorgeousness was in that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to do better even about, like, remembering or writing down where I get stuff. I do hmm. it I do it naturally with writing. You know, I right. have a different kind of reverence, I think, um, for words than I do mm-hmm. for images. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to write down more, like, who is the maker of this image? Um, and I've also gotten to a place in my, in my collage practice where I try to cut things away so you can, they're not identifiable about where I got them yeah. or that they even had an original source. Like, I'm right. much more interested now with like complete fragmentation. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So and then like restructuring from that. Yeah. Complete yeah. distortion, you <laughs> yeah. know, complete distortion and then like restructuring, hmm. you know. Um, because my early stuff is very like heavy on like iconography. Yeah. You know, like when you look at my early, like two, uh, like I would say like late 90s to like 2010. Yeah. My work was completely about like the ancestors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and about culture and pop culture. And like, I'm gonna take the face of Biggie Smalls and like make something really magnificent, mm-hmm. 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 you know, or I'm gonna take the face of, of Tupac, you know what I'm right. saying? Or I'm gonna take the face of Malcolm X, mm-hmm. right. or I'm gonna use Langston Hughes' image, Readily you know? I- identifiable yes, figures to make a statement about my love for them. Mm-hmm. In that respect, it was more of like me trying to venerate. Yeah. You know, like making kind of like remixed alters. Totally. Yeah. You know, and also as a reminder that we wouldn't forget. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, especially in the digital world now, it's even worse. But we forget, hmm. you know, who people were, you know, what they contributed, how they influenced. And a lot of it was just like people who had influenced me, mm-hmm. you know, in some way. Who's um, someone who maybe isn't widely known, but you feel like in general has been forgotten and you are remembering? There's something oh, in their work that you're mm-hmm. carrying or they just ring really important in your life. Uh-huh. 
I mean, the name that popped into my head just now was Hannah Hawk, which is interesting. Who is that? Hannah, yeah, see that, and I mean, to me, I think everybody knows her, but people really probably don't. Mm-hmm. But she was one of the early the Dada movement mm-hmm. movement, right? She was a Dadaist, uh-huh. and she was a collage artist. Mm-hmm. Where was she from? The, um, Germany. Right. Okay. She's German. Um, Cole. <laughs> I mean, I'm still trying to catch up to her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I look at her stuff, I'm like, wow. Like, what was she doing? It's so futurist in the way that she, like, the juxtaposition of images that she was doing. It's like, this is like the 1920s, 30s. Mm-hmm. You know, like, girl, mm-hmm. what were you, what kind of access even to the printed matter did you have that was right. that she was generating these kind of images? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also that she was German, but a lot of her work tends to play around with, like, at that time, they would have called it "quote unquote" primitivism, right, or mm-hmm. exoticism. You know what okay. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But basically, it's like African. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. ultimately, when you look at her stuff, it's like, oh wow, like what was she on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? she's like, I'm looking at some images now, and we'll yeah. tweet out a couple. But she's like making basically, they look like masks, yeah, out of different parts of people's faces. Yeah, it's these like amalgams of, and that's just my first impression. Of and it. this she's is cool. cool. And the in the, the, the Dada mm-hmm. movement, if I'm correct, is that's a part of like the larger surrealist. Um, it's not so, no. it's separate, okay. but they are, they, they, they hold, tenderly hold fingers. I think a lot of data is well also. Like yes, they were. they were, they were, they were. How a would connection. you, how would you define the Dada squad? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Also, what a cool name. That's I know, I love Dada. Yeah, yeah. It's like nonsense. It's like, it's like, that's, that's, that's Which why is they, part of what yeah, it was, That's what right? they do, yeah. nonsense, right? <laughs> um, so kind of anarchist. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. if I had to like boil it down to one word, you know what I'm saying? It's like overthrowing of of, of a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Fighting against they were they were young burning so, it down exactly. Yeah. yeah, which is a part of youth culture, mm-hmm. right? Like when people be like, "But these youth," I'm like, "That's every youth <laughs> from the beginning of time." Yeah. <laughs> youth come to destroy Peep it. those right, youth. Right, right, right. Yeah, Peep you no, youth. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You remember youth. when you were you, youth? <laughs> the youth them. You. The youth <laughs> them. You. <laughs> Everybody that's ever been young wants to burn it down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Except for the people who are young and like are desperate to keep it up. Or, yeah. Which yeah. exists and too. T- yeah, 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 for sure. I was going to say that's connected to like wealth, but maybe not. I I think to some degree, maybe and not. I think also maybe not like, like the religious thing, like harsh, yeah, uh, materialistic economic wealth. But sure, like, there is a well being that is yeah. I think, articulated in I want to sustain and conserve. Yes, I am so standard. invested in how things are, and I have no sense of who I am outside of those things, and I do not so want to disrupt it. So I'm going to invest all of my energy into like serving this this whole. To try to keep it yeah. going, yeah, totally. Even though that's damning, I, I think that's a different type of. Like, it is damning, currency, but you know? yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. I just feel like so. Yeah, the Dada's were like yeah. you know, very much like kind of thinking about what was happening in the world yeah. and being against that at the time. Like, so they're like Weimar era this? for the most part, right? Yeah. It's like Germany pre world pre Hitler's rise to power. I think it might have been. Or that's post. a good question. I'm, I'm not going to answer that. Let's see. I would need to research. I'm going to. I'm going to do a little. But it is around. It is around that World War. What is that? World War Two. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So around World War One. Okay. 
And here's the, according to Simple Thou Wikipedia, yeah. its purpose was to ridicule the meaninglessness of the modern world. Yes. Its peak was 1916 to 1922. Yes. And then Which is a short, really. That's a short amount of time. That's a short amount of time. And so that's coming out of World War One. So it makes sense. There's, you know, in Europe watching bombs fall on that's Dresden right. and England and they're going like, yo, all yes. of this. Like, this <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what they were. You know, yo. That's what the- exactly. <laughs> Precisely. That's exactly what the Dadaists did. They were like, yo. <laughs> That's hilarious. And yeah. that none of trying to like undermine the or, or, or point out would be a more accurate word. Trying to like point out the meaninglessness and the absurdity that's right. of these terrible things that felt like everything. Yes. I wonder how that's happening right now. I think about that with mumble rap a little bit. Huh. We are going to be meaningless. Like, you can't sure. understand our meaning because we don't have any. Right. So rather than looking for meaning, and everyone's so, like, this connects to that and trying to, like, point to... And I don't know if it's intentional at all, but I think mm-hmm. it serves some of the same role in, like, the cultural consumption. You know, it used to be that when people wanted a break from heavy things, they listened to, like, light melodies. Like, there's this right. thing in the 70s in Italy, there was, like far left bombings and this whole very yes. serious political moment of, you know, moving towards anarchic revolution. And at the same time, all the music coming out is like very light pop music. Yeah. That's about only about love yes. and like doesn't engage with any of that. Right. And they were kind of like existing at the same time and kind of each responding to each other. Uh-huh. And so I think that's just in my head, it serves some of that same role now of like, don't even try to look for the meaning here because yeah. you can't understand the words we're saying. And that's part yeah. of what people gravitate towards is the break yes. of it. Um, I don't know. That's That sounds like a thesis that someone's writing somewhere that I'm they not going to write. Somebody is writing it. Yeah. Oh but my I like God. that idea, though. In five years, the amount of mumble rap theses that are yeah. going to come out. Yeah, it's probably somebody studying. already wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> I did so many dang. I'm on part of like, um, I don't know what it's called, Academ- academia. Something. Mm-hmm. something. Well, you know, people just upload... Their Other articles and, stuff and like their that, articles yeah. and essays, you know, from higher education realm. Yeah, how's your citation game? The, You're out here getting cited. Uh-uh. Just, just the, that you know what? Of... I think people are right. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> try to get, try to get your paper seen. <laughs> <laughs> try to get this paper. It means a whole other thing. Paper. <laughs> Trying to get this paper. Yeah, I think that people are really writing these articles. My citation game, I think, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, people will talk about my work. Yeah, I believe it. It's interesting. I just started noticing it, I think, towards the end of 2017. Hmm. I, I have students from, some, from time to time email me yeah. from their class and be like, we're studying your work. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Where are you? What is going on right now? What, what are you looking at? <laughs> Who said you can study this work? <laughs> permission to do that young person well you, you did say at the at the top of the show that part of what you've been feeling is loved and supported appreciated, appreciated and seen mm-hmm. for sure and that's a part Igno- of it acknowledged without question that, that's a part yeah, of it that's the meat that i really really want because so as i was getting ready to talk to you yeah. that was one of the core feelings right that i have is i think i started with like reverence yeah because you know in our community yes. there is a um a respect that that comes with your name that so comes with your presence. That. I'm so thankful. Um, and I and and my like limited understanding is 
um, this is somebody who we are not appreciating enough wow. and who is not getting what she deserves based on what she's poured yeah. into this world and into this space. Right. And so I was really happy to hear you start with feeling recognized and feeling yes. seen. Because there was a long period of time I did not. Hmm. What What did that look like? And and in what I was that angry. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. mad. You know, I mm-hmm. was. I, I, that was a dark place. Mm-hmm. Was it not being seen, or was it not being seen coupled with other people being seen? Both. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I had to undo that too because, hmm. you know, oh God, that's such a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, especially when you're a maker and you've been doing something for so long. And, and people you know, are your peers. For sure. Yeah. Like, I had to really work through, like, a lot of that, you know? Hmm. But it's not about these things that we think, right? It's like, you think, well, I'm older, so I should be getting, right? right. You know, I'm, you know, it's like, it's, that's hierarchical. Yeah. Thinking, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm better, I'm older, I'm this and that. Mm-hmm. Why is this young person getting this attention and I'm not? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's so gross. Yeah. When Talk about like monster stuff, yeah, 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 like yeah. shadow stuff. That to me was like, I, I, could, I think I was so angry because I couldn't even really stand myself. Hmm. Like why was I engaging in that like kind of low level thinking, that really low vibrational thinking of like, this is supposed to be mine. Mm-hmm. Why not be happy that this beautiful person is doing this magnificent work that's resonating on so many levels for so many people and celebrate that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why does yeah. it have to be your turn? You well, know it's what the I mean? scarcity thing that it, we all but live see, in. I, that's you know? why I have to get away from that. That's yeah. that's very harmful. Yeah. That's yeah. very harmful. And it's most harmful to the person who's doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's most harmful to the person who believes it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not harmful to anybody else. Because those other people, they're going to still be shining. Mm-hmm. Right. Guess what? They're going to go on with their lives and they're going to be successful and they're going to be joyous and happy. And you're sitting up there mad because you don't have something. And you have it. Like, right. that's the thing, right? It's like, you know, a lot of times you don't even realize Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think about y'all all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, you know, you don't be thinking, oh, they thinking about me too. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you just be thinking, oh, I, so t- I'll just be sitting in my apartment crying. I'll be like, God, how did you bless me with all of this bounty, these beautiful young people? Look at what they're talking about. They're out here in the streets. they organizing. They're doing all this beautiful work. Look at them loving each other and loving each Like, look at this. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I'm so overwhelmed mm-hmm. by that, mm-hmm. by the beauty of that and being witness. Hmm. Being a witness to that, to can, be can you present. can you market an example of that realization? Like, at what point did did it's like oh, for like my babies oh, are, are this? God, like, that's always been. Can, that's that's always been. Always, y'all could have been twelve. <laughs> And on the stage with your first little poem, talk about <laughs> when I was 12. Look, I'm like, oh, God, God. You know, I'm like literally sobbing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, I just recognize the, the the beauty and the magnificence of hmm. the new and yeah. the awareness, right? The new awareness that you have as, as a young person of the world, you know? Hmm. So it's always been like that. You know, I think it's more intense now, one, because I'm older, Right. Um, I've had about a decade, you know, I've been in Chicago now for almost two decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's been like 10 years of watching some of y'all yeah. or more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like evolve into these magnificent beings. Right. Mm-hmm. Which you always were. But to see the evolution of that, like I was reflecting this morning about this was maybe two summers ago. Jamila Woods did a show at Pitchfork, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And Avery and I were in the audience. And I was only there because Jamila 
let me in. <laughs> I had no money to go there. I was broke. I didn't have any way to get to the pitchfork situation. That was the experience this summer also when like No Name Sab and oh, uh, God. Smino put like it was just like, oh, here are the 45 people who were on everyone's list. <laughs> like there was like the on the list section. Yes. And you're like, oh, we got in. Yeah, hey, yeah. guys, <laughs> we're in here. We're in here. But Avery and I were watching this performance and both of us started sobbing. Hmm. Like we were literally in the audience sobbing because I was like, well, I have watched this person mm-hmm. evolve into like a superstar. Yeah. yeah. And you didn't even, re- you don't realize that it's happening, right? Yeah. Because you're just there living your life, mm-hmm. right? You're just engaging. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not even thinking about really what's happening on a global scale, right? Or even a national scale, right? And it was like so moving. It was like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like even when I just see y'all just when I see y'all's names in print, people yeah. writing about y'all yeah. interviews or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, wow, they are making it. They're making it happen. Yeah. <laughs> They're making it happen. And I'm so honored to just be a part of that. You know what I mean? So for you to say, you know, reverence, you know, and that's been something that's been coming up for about two years now with mm-hmm. me, you know, where I feel like it's intentional. I don't think it's by accident. I think you guys have, I don't know if there was a little club meeting that happened. I don't know what happened, but there was definitely a shift. And all of a sudden there was like this um, public acknowledgement mm-hmm. that was happening. You yeah. know what I mean? That's interesting. Yeah. It was very strange. It was, um, and I'm, it could have been because I was complaining to the right people. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but I, I think like. The, the, Somebody might <laughs> heard Kristen Mann. Kristen Mann. You know, somebody say her name yeah. in the thing. I, I, I think it's also just. For, so she won't be mad no more. For, for me, for my, that's so funny. Just a deflective <laughs> shout out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think my, my, my perspective yeah. is that the impact is much more um, human-based yes. than yes. it is around, like, productivity. Sure. Right? For so sure. Right. Not, there are people in that cohort who, like, provided, you know, looks and opportunities and yes. all that. And, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of people get celebrated because they work to get celebrated. Yes. Like, not even in, like, a, a selfish or, like, Yeah, I know what you mean. Play, but, like, if you release a book, if you release an album. Right. If you, you know, have a show of some sort. Yes. People are going to come and then, like, Celebrate you, yes, right? And yes. so, for for me, the impact that that you've you know, be my sister, and just like as I oh, was yeah. entering into you know a community that molded me, there was um, a mother auntie trust yes. of your name yes. of of I would not be my full self yeah. if I was not impacted in this way. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is coming to uh, even even just like right now when you came into the room uh-huh. and you hugged me yeah and you said how are you and i yeah. said very good yeah which is not the actual truth right like yes. i'm not very good right yes. now but there was something that you brought out of me that, that made you maybe want to say that, that moment right? and then yeah. after a moment i reflect like did i just lie should i be more honest and vulnerable but i was like yes, no you should. <laughs> but i was like no i wasn't i wasn't masking in that yeah. moment it was like a click of like oh hey i'm excited yes. right now it it, it 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 projected very good yes. onto like would not be like the you know the surrounding hours of this day and right. i think that the compounding of that mm. and then people probably 
you know, now becoming grown for real. Yeah. To now be able to know how to appreciate sure. that impact. Or to even understand it. And knowing that not all grown-ups are great. <laughs> Ooh, oh, God. You know? Like, that's Ain't a, that I the think truth. When you're 15 or whatever, yeah. as many of these, you know, not me and to some degree not Dane, but a lot of the other people you've yes. mentioned were 15 in a room with you at the front of the room. Yes. And there's just kind of this idea of like, oh, this must be what artistic grownups are like. It's just and then you get out in the world and you're like, oh, most of these people are a pain in the ass. Yes. Or like rude. Or egotistical. Or driven. Or yeah. Like, or mm, searching monstrous. to be sure, searching for acknowledgement <laughs> in the wrong way, you know, for in sure. the ways that have nothing to do with yes. feeding back. Um, and so I wonder for you as someone, you know, you're talking about in relationship to the generation-ish yeah. of artists that followed you, mm-hmm. in relationship to you and your peers, and you don't have to get specific yeah. in any way you don't want to get. Yeah. Um, you know, these are decade-long professional, creative, personal relationships yeah. with complicated people. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Very. How? <clears throat> I'm asking this because I'm trying to figure this out for our crew moving forwards because we have people who relationships that start at a young age and you know you're arguing with someone about something now but really you're arguing about a disagreement over something from 2009 and and then that just compounds and builds and and piles and it's sedimentary rock stacking up and and up there's loyalties and and people feeling indebted and all the you know the, the the messiness it's um, fraught. It's all very fraught. <laughs> Are there any lessons? It's very fraught. It's very fraught. It's fraughted. <laughs> Are there any lessons you've learned mm. in navigating these longitudinal creative relationships? Or is it just become a hermit sometimes? Mm-hmm. That's a move I know. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious about any other moves you've learned. Mm-hmm. God. I mean, first, before I answer that, Daniel, yeah. I just want to say, I don't know... Damon, if I've always been worthy of reverence. Mm. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I can that. say that very honestly. Yeah. That is a gift that you all have given me, mm. you know, mm. because I have not always been on the up and up and I have not always made the right decisions. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But one thing that I will say is that you all have kind of given me permission to make mistakes mm. in front of you mm. and to still love me. Mm. And that's unconditional love. Mm. And that's probably the most profound lesson that I've learned from being engaged with people who are younger than me um, is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. You know, that you guys will be like, well, she did say that slick shit to me and I don't appreciate it. Uh, But I'm going to go ahead and give her a pass today (laughs) because she's tripping. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, And you guys have been very forgiving and loving. And mm-hmm. I've learned how to do that for others through mm-hmm. that example being shown to me, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to these long-term relationships in artists, and, you know, I, I study, like, art movements a right. lot. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in that. Which is part of why, I, you know, you identify, like, the Dada like the as, a, as a like, squad. The, exactly, mm-hmm. the right. squad of the Dadas, the squad <laughs> of the Surrealists, right? right? The squads of all of these, like, really powerful, high-powerful movements throughout history, yeah. high, mainly artistic movements. Yeah. The people are a mess. <laughs> Always. The stories sometimes are so funny because it's like, this person was sleeping with this person. This person came in, did something else. Then everybody's mad. Then everybody started doing this kind of artwork and everybody shunned this person. It's like all of this drama. And then there was like one check that everyone was arguing over. God, it's literally so crazy. Yeah. And I think I always associate creative types with a kind of radical thinking. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and also unpredictability. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, and that anything could happen, bad and good. Right. You know what I'm saying? Within that. Because there's a lot of things that haven't been established. There's a lot of like boundaries that haven't been put into place, right? Because we're like, we're free. We're trying to be free. Right. Everybody wants to be free. Well, that means something different for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I've learned over time to not publicize everything, hmm. you know? Also, I'm very private. Right. So I don't put a lot of my ideas about things that have happened in public. And I also don't talk about them too You much. mean your responses to, to other people's other stuff? People done, Absolutely. Right? Yeah, that's sure. Facebook, Twitter. Oh, Twitter, yeah. It's it's yeah, awful. It's awful. And I feel like... What, do you watch, though? Do you oh, see well, it? Always okay. watching. <laughs> <laughs> I see everything, Damon. I definitely stop watching. It's, I, it's I, wild. Yeah, I have to take breaks. <laughs> I have to take breaks for sure because it is wild. And it's also hurtful Yeah. on multiple levels. Yeah. You know, it's hurtful. Yeah. And I try not to engage too much in activity that would be hurtful to mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on whatever side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I try to just maintain my humanity, understand that other people have their own humanity and they're operating sometimes out of their own woundedness or yeah. hurt or monstrosities, right, or bad upbringings or, you know, geographical location, belief, tribalism, right. ideas about what should happen and not happen, Right. I just try to keep all of that in mind and weigh all of that yeah. and try recently, especially just try to mind my own business as much as possible. <laughs> it's so simple and so hard, <laughs> you know, because, yeah. but it's hard because you're family mm-hmm, and right. you love each other and, what and is you your want, business? and what right. is your business? And yeah. you're, you know, you're supposed to look out for each other. You're right. supposed to be involved in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. So it's just about, you know, calibrating and recalibrating. Those relationships, I've been really lucky though. I mean, I've definitely known some real sketchy fools, as y'all know, and I know I know a lot of folks who um, I've been and I've been abused. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that I like to think about or talk right. about. But sure, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I've been, you know, manipulated and abused by people that I respected. But it's like, okay, I'm gonna carry that for a little bit, and I get this from my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm Shout not. I mom. can't carry that too much. You know what I'm saying? Because if I carry that, I won't never get nothing done. And I'll get sick. I actually will get literally sick. I will get physically ill because I'm so sensitive. Mm. I will be thinking about something so much that I will get physically ill and and be incapacitated. Hmm. So how do you put it down? And you don't have to have an answer. That's an impossible question. Meditation. Mm. Talking to people sometimes that are close to me. You know what I mean? I do a lot of private talking too. One-on-one relationship stuff. You know what I mean? With people and... Especially with young people, particularly, but really with everybody, you know. Um, I'll get off in the group think. Yeah. You know, I want to know, what's Daniel think about this? What's mm-hmm. Damon think about You know, I'll mm-hmm. get y'all, I'll corner you one-on-one and be mm-hmm. like, what's your thoughts? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Especially stuff that's going on with y'all. I'll yeah. just go directly to one of y'all and be like, what's happening? Yeah. Tell me what's going on well, here. It's nice to have the phone number of the person you're trying to find out what's going on. For <laughs> sure. And not just going on what you're seeing yeah. publicly yeah. or hearing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's rooted in that individual relationship. Totally rooted in individual relationship and understanding that everybody is their own sovereign being in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that the, that goes back to, too, like what you were saying in terms of that vibe that people have with me that it's not really about my work. It's mm-hmm. about the relationship mm-hmm. that I have with people. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I legitimately, I don't, y'all could never do another podcast in life. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Y'all could go home and be like, I'm not, I'm not ever, ever going to make nothing else. And I would still be like, hi, baby. Uh-huh. Hmm. 
what you doing? Mm-hmm. What you, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Well, because you're not... You know, your, your value and your worth is right. not based upon what you're producing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then by extension, what your productivity can open up what, like what my productivity can open up for you. Yes. It's not an it's not a trade. It's no, not a transaction. It's not transactional. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I don't you know, first of all, I'm I'm pretty easygoing and I, I have what I need. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like if I you know, if nobody ever asked me to come and talk in public, I'd probably be okay. Like even my, <laughs> <laughs> my book my book publisher was like they like kind of halted my book coming out for a little bit because they were trying to figure out a release party date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like I don't, I don't I want to release. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want this book into the world. I don't want a show mm-hmm. around it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The book is the show. Mm-hmm. Buy it and read it and get your life. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not going to perform this crap for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it took me hard enough to even make it. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, why am I going to sit around here and then do a little dog and pony show for you too? No. Put it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't need all of that. You know, um, my family validates me. You all validate me. You know, when I look into your eyes and I'm just in your presence, I'm validated. So mm. I don't need all of that extra shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just want to make my little artwork, yeah. <laughs> write my little poems, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Good and bad as they may be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, put these little books out, you know, these little projects, you know, and hopefully they'll make a difference. That yeah. definitely is felt. You know? That definitely is Because I'll just be somewhere and I'll be like, it'll be a wall. It's like, by Krista Franklin. I'm like, oh, she's, <laughs> she's working. She <laughs> what happened here? Who here? The Poetry Foundation one was the big one for that. I like walked in. I was like, oh, hi, she's, hi, Krista. She, she's working. Yeah, yeah. she's doing her always. Work. I'm always working. You know what I mean? Um, always producing. So I think we can we can move toward rapping. We have a game that's on hiatus mm-hmm. about R and B singers that we'll bring back in a, at an indefinite time. Um, <laughs> I'm but dancing. What we've been doing, you are certainly. What we've been doing to end the show. I'm gonna throw something in there too. By all so means, we're gonna yeah. do, we're gonna do a little check out. But before we do, I just want to end with like, what are you excited about Ooh. or looking forward to? Oh, I'm I'm I am I am sitting on pins and needles for Jamila Woods' new album. Yeah. Oh my. We're recording this the day that she just dropped the first track from it. I've only listened through it once. It's great though. I liked what I heard. I heard it. Ooh. Uh, I love it. Mm. I'm so I'm on pins and needles waiting for that. I'm That's like great. ready for that to drop. Like now. <laughs> I want it right now. Uh-huh. I have some really good shows coming up. Group show stuff, mm. oh, you know, in different parts of the country. Cool. You know, so I'm looking forward to that work. And I have another book that I'm working on <laughs> um, that I'm really excited about that's coming out at Haymarket. Cool. Yeah. So I'm working on that now, and I'm, I'm excited about that. You got so. titles for these? Yeah. The, the new book is called um, Field Notes at the Crossroads. Okay. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Field Notes at the Crossroads. So for, for the checkout, well, first of all, is there any strand of our conversation that you want to circle back to mm-hmm. or something that like you want to expand on or, or anything that you want to make sure gets added yeah. To the conversation before we get out of here. I don't think so. I feel pretty. I good know about it's it too. been really delightful talking yeah. to you guys right today. You. Yeah. Right back at you. Super delightful, and thank you for like just dropping some different names on me, Joseph Campbell, and you know thinking about oh, mumble yeah. rap and Dada. Like that was really informative <laughs> for me. I was like, wow. And it's like, a free podcast. People I mean, get that for it free. was right. You get that for free. Are you, another <laughs> another joint. Are you familiar with? Um, I forget who the other editor is, but Robin Kelly. Oh yeah, edited. Robin D.G. Kelly. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Black, Brown, and Beige. Oh, absolutely. You're familiar? Okay, absolutely. Cool. Well, for those who don't know, it's kind of like an anthology that 
that pulls together the diaspora of people of color that's engaging right. the surrealist tradition. So that's really that's right. It's a great book. The, I actually just reordered it because somebody stole my copy. Oh no! Yeah, hey, but I've used that book as the basis of a lot of my work. Okay, um, it's great. Particularly with it's my so artist collective, uh, Dumont Noir. I have okay. an artist collective okay, yep. um, with yep. three people in. We're studying surrealism, you know, black okay. surrealism. Okay. And so we use that text and refer to that text yeah, a lot. Yeah. I just got another book called Refusal of the Shadow, mm-hmm. um, which deals primarily with surrealism in the Caribbean. Oh, and so I just cool. got that in the mail the okay. other day, so I'm excited about that. We'll add these to the Ergo reading list, which yeah. I updated a couple of weeks ago. Check it out on ErgoRadio.com. <laughs> yeah, Alexandria and Devin be putting me up on so many different books that deal mm. with, like, black surrealism in particular. So, yeah, Black, Brown, and Beige is like, a, that's, a, that's a good one. That, that, I get that a lot of titles from mm-hmm. that book, too, like mm-hmm. titles for artwork. Mm-hmm. Ah, that makes I, sense. I get a lot of titles from artwork from books. That's cool. Uh-huh. What what is it about? Just because it's already in words and uh-huh. you can collage with the mm-hmm. words? Yeah, mm-hmm. or or the words kind of really encapsulate yeah. what it is I think the work is doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, why do I have to describe it? They already described the, the it. Word, yeah. The words are right there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there they are. Let's just sample this. Yeah. Quick. I'm just going to use it. I'm just going to use it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, thanks. Thanks so much. I'm going to borrow this. I'm going to borrow this. Yeah. Beautiful. Word. So if there are any other last themes that the checkout we want to have for all of us is what's one thing you're thinking, what's one thing you're feeling, either or or both. Mm-hmm. You want to go first? I don't. You don't? No. I don't either. Let me think Why? for a sec. Okay, I will. I'm thinking about that last question of what you're excited for just mm-hmm. like made me think of like, I don't know mm-hmm. what I, I don't have anything that I'm excited for. Yeah. If And that's a, that's a real pattern. Questions I ask that like, I, I fuck with. <laughs> I'm like, I, w- I would not be able to Because you get answer. excited about stuff every day. Like you think yeah. about like, if you like rabbit holes, we're talking mm-hmm. about yeah. rabbit holes, right? Mm-hmm. You, that's an excitement. Yeah. Like you, this is yeah. an idea, it's something that's, that's like caught your you attention find? and you're trying to get exciting. to the bottom of it. That's mm-hmm. exciting. It doesn't have to be a, an external. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, so, but in the so sense of, yeah. of how I was asking the question, mm-hmm. I do not yet have an answer for mm-hmm. at this time. And so that is something I should be responsible for and create mm-hmm. that instead I'm of. I'm excited about tarot. Searching. Like the root or the card? The card, both. All of it. <laughs> are you learning or is, I'm is learning. It, it's like new to I'm you? I'm learning. Okay. I'm learning about it. I'm really excited about what tarot. what what sparked that for you? Symbolism, yeah. divination. Talk about myth. I mean, all these, myth, these symbolism. meanings. Oh gosh, it's so incredible. Like you know what I mean? Like just the different meanings that people pull from the cards, interpretations, mm-hmm. cards as a divination practice, right? As and a those, game. And those things are asking to be collaged. Oh my god. Yeah, the they are. But you know what? I can't do sacred. it. It's it so like sacred. A, yeah, yeah. It's like. But what I can do, which I, I think is going to come up in colors, mm-hmm. you'll see different colors cool. that show up in my work, I think, in the in the months and years to come that mm-hmm. are probably directly connected to very, those cards. Very cool. You know? Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about Tarot. Okay. You know, the mm-hmm. game, the quote-unquote game of Tarot. <laughs> but yeah, what's something from the conversation that sticks out that you're thinking or feeling? I think the the monster conversation yes. Yes. is really big. Yes. Uh, and how do we... <laughs> destigmatize monster yeah. the monster in us yeah. you know how do we live not afraid to look the monsters in us in the eye that that having compassion without feeding oh god it's a tough one it's interesting it's a lifetime practice but it's also a big deal what you said at the end of like i didn't make the right choice or the yeah. the harmless choice i made the harmful choice sometimes yes, for sure and then i had to get to the point where i made different choices oh, is yeah. like a it sounds so simple, but that's a beautiful <laughs> opening. Been so I have been so lucky. I really have, you know, because you guys again have just been so forgiving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there, and also I, you know, I, I carry a lot of weight, so it's like 
sometimes I'm like, oh, I should not have. It might have been real, real small. Mm-hmm. Something that y'all might not even yeah, realize yeah, like, was even. I'm slid. trying to even think of the. You know what I've I'm never saying? Had to but for me, you. I'm like, that was completely unacceptable, <laughs> yeah, Krista. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why would you have said that to that baby? That was no reason whatsoever you like for you to have said. That. You can be and y'all don't even care. Y'all you can like, be in a what? circle that's just you. Yeah. <laughs> just, just hold yourself accountable. <laughs> and I'm like, just why did you do it? Why did you say it? down agreements. You know what I'm saying? But there was no reason for it. Keeping it confidential. <laughs> we gotta we gonna get to the bottom of this today. <laughs> no, I think one thing I want you guys to I think this is going back to what we were talking yeah. about in terms of advice. Yeah. You know, for you guys in the future or whatever. Is like compassion. Yeah. Compassion for yourself, compassion for others, love, letting love guide you. You know what I'm saying? Even when people are just being completely outrageous and deleterious and ridiculous and gross, you know, just be like, you need a timeout, car, because yeah. you're bugging. You're acting real cray. Yeah. <laughs> and if this is your 12th timeout of the week, and then you that's been, a And you done did this 75 times already, yeah. so no one is going to allow this any longer, mm. right? Right. Bye. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it doesn't have to be with hate and malice right. and I'm going to slander your name through the mud. You know what I'm saying? And it's if like, it's I'm the first time out, it's a different first thing time from out the 12th. Of course. Yeah. But you know, at some point, you got to realize what, who people are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like what Maya told you. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Believe them. You huh. know what I'm saying? Don't think you can change people either because that's a big thing. People are always on this. I can change them. No, you can't. Uh, you people change cannot. on their own. Yeah. They don't change because somebody came into their lives and magically put a magic wand on their head yeah. and then they decided to be better. Yeah, you could that's be, myth. You could be a part of the environment. Straight up. That's the biggest myth that ever existed. Yeah, you yeah. could be a part of the environment where that change happens. Yeah, but, but it's can, not you. Yeah, I think being I think education is like what teaches you that the most. Because you can do the same lesson for a room of 20, uh, 10, 100 people. Yes. And somebody might come away like, oh, I am... Transformed yeah. by this. Or, and somebody else can go to sleep. And you didn't do anything different, right? Yes. So that means you actually did not change their mind. They participated and chose and working with it, right? And so wow. I think education really teaches you that you can't you can't change nobody's mind but your own. That's it. And you can do that in public, right? You can do For that in a way sure. that is an example of how I've ch- how I've changed my mind. Yes. Uh, but I cannot change your mind for you. So therefore, I can't change nothing about you. And that's the heart. What you just so then said I got to be ex- then I got to accept you if I if I choose to be with you. Have to. Or else I'm tweaking. Tweaking. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And can we just say the hardest thing to change is yourself? If... Right. Oh God. Like... Right, right. First of all... Like, if you can... Because I always tell people revolution, right? It's a Mm re-evolution. You you have to... It's your mind. If you can undo all of the crappy, patriarchal, misogynist, white supremacist, imperialist... If you can undo your own colonization, your inner Dutch, yo, if you can, <laughs> if you can kill your inner Dutch, or at least subjugate his ass, yeah. you know what I'm saying, so that he's not raging, a raging maniac, you know, destroying everything inside. If when you can master that, holla at me, yeah, because you know everybody want to point the finger, holla, <laughs> Holland. Oh, we gotta get out Holland of this one. Yeah, oh, like, that no. is the place to go, <laughs> Krista. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we didn't even finish the game, you guys. We didn't even finish our game. Where, sorry, I that's fine. No, that was good. That's 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 where we leave. Yeah, yeah. Where can folks find you in the ways you want to be found, Krista Franklin? <laughs> oh God! 
Um, you can send out a bat signal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Put a bat, bat, bat signal in the air. No. You can find me at, at the real Krista F, K-R-I-S-T-A, F mm-hmm. as in Franklin, um, on Instagram and Twitter. And then you can find me on Facebook, although I don't accept new friends very often. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I keep that. You could find me there. And that's you where can it find stops. me, but you won't be able to see <laughs> shit on my page. Yeah. <laughs> you can go to my my public Facebook page and like that, and mm-hmm. that's going to show you what's coming up for me or what's what I'm yeah. what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Um, on a professional level. Beautiful. That's it, though. Cool. Wow. Yeah, my website, you know, but it's not updated. That's so. fine. <laughs> is anybody's website updated no. in this day and yeah. age? No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a dying art. It is. Yeah. <laughs> We're at Ergo Radio. That's that's pretty much it. See our, uh, see our unupdated website. That's perfect. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much. Thank for you for coming through you. and chopping up with us. It's it's such, such, such a joy. Appreciate Thanks, you. guys. Much love to the people. Peace. Peace. This episode of Ergo is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad, so we didn't.